0: You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor noonanorg Now, let's join in for today's message. my refuge i'm I'm safe in him. I wonder does anybody know you' safe in him. Oh for you say i'm safe in his in his arms. Verse eight is what I really want us to see. Trust in him or God at all times. Trust in him at all times. Listen, there's never a time where we need to distrust God. I don't care what you're going through, nothing is so bad in your life that you should distrust God. But we should learn, listen to me, saints, to trust Him at all times. See, this separate God from man. For there is nobody human who we can put this kind of trust in. You can't trust people at all times. And if you think you have a person in your life that you say, well, Pastor, I can trust them at all times, and you're not referencing the most high, like it or not, people lie. People who love you lie to you. And listen, there's nobody here that's not capable of lying. Now, I know there's at least one person in church this morning who don't practice lying, and that's me. Now, I'm hoping I'm not the only one, but I know I got at least one person in church this morning who don't practice lying, and I should have say it anymore. I don't practice lying anymore, but it doesn't mean I can't lie. I'm not God. It's impossible for God to lie. One writer said he cannot lie. And so imagine if you're... If you put a person in a place that you shouldn't have put him or her in and you think that you can trust them at all times, listen to me this morning, you're headed for disappointment. Cause there are going to be things you're going to go through no matter how much they love you. Whoa, are y'all listening? They can't help you. Have you ever loved somebody but you couldn't, you couldn't help them? You could, have anybody ever loved a person, saw what was wrong with them, but you couldn't fix it. That's when you can't trust man at all times. And then you'll trust people and they'll change on you. And see, some folks will change on you and then try to blame God. They'll go from, they'll go from being people who tell the truth and now they start lying. And and, and 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 they'll try to say God is Second Chronicles. Some of y'all don't like teaching like that because you you just, you know, either you immature and you need to keep living to see, but what I said was true, even if it hurt. You can't trust man at all times. You can't. You're headed for disappointment. And many of us have been disappointed. That's the reason you were saying amen as loud as you were saying it. Because some folk who you put a lot of confidence in let you down. You know how we also know it? People have put a whole lot of confidence in us who we let down. Come on. Even if you just told somebody it's simple because sometimes y'all just go to the pits of hell when I say stuff. But but even if you just told Was dependent on somebody to pick you up from work on time, and it's hot out there, and you standing out there, and you just keep doing this, and ain't nobody came. And if you've been standing out there for over ten minutes, you are disappointed. Okay, wouldn't they pull up? What kind of excuse they had? It's hot out here. I told you I got off at three. You disappointed, right? They lied. They said they'd be there on time. They wouldn't. No matter what happened, they lie. See, I had to break that down because some of you think, well, perhaps this person, my, my best friend will never disappoint me. No, your best friend will disappoint you. And so again, notice 2 Chronicles 16. See, we gotta trust in God at all times because God is someone no matter what we going through going through, He can help us. Notice 2 Chronicles 16. And notice verse number 12. And in the 30 year of his reign, chronicles in the Old Testament, in the 30 year of his reign, Asa, Asa who was the king of Judah, Asa became diseased in his feet. And his malady was severe. Yet in his disease or his sickness, We need to really see this. He did not seek the Lord, but the physicians. See, he didn't look to God for help when he got sick. Now, notice that his sickness was severe, or it was a sickness that was unto death. Because, you know, you have people that say, well, you know, I, I don't trust God here, but 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 if something get real serious, then I know when to trust God. You don't live like that. You have to make trusting God a lifestyle. Because nobody is guaranteed who tries to work out everything. There's no guarantee when things do get bad in your life that you will look to God for help. Because you have become so accustomed to doing it yourself looking to man, that again in that moment where what you need to get done, only God can do it, you won't look to Him. Come on somebody, we got some relatives like that. Their life is jacked up right now and only God can fix that. Only God can deliver them. Come on, somebody work with people, you know if they're going to be delivered, that's a job that only God can do. Yet they will not turn To God, even though their situation is bad. See, there's no guarantee. That's the reason I make it a lifestyle of looking to God for help. Whether it's a small situation or a big situation, it doesn't matter. I make it my business. Who am I talking to? To always look to God. i want to look to God. Make it a lifestyle. But Asa didn't do it. Let me read it again. And in the 39th year of his reign, Asa became diseased. In his feet. See, 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 something can be going wrong in an area where you feel like, well, it ain't my heart. Come on, y'all know how people, are. It, it, it's something going on with his feet. But see, who knows? It could have been to the point to where what was attacking his feet or that disease could have got in his bloodstream. Come on, somebody. Because see, see, there are times that Something serious is going on with you, but you're not taking it serious. It was just my feet aching. Could have been a blood clot. Come on, ain't trying to scare nobody. So if your feet been hurting lately, now this ain't. <laughs> but notice he sought the physician. Now, I explained it in previous messages, nothing wrong with going to the physician. Nothing wrong with seeing a doctor. But for a child of God, it's something wrong when you trust the doctor more than you trust God. Now, for a sinner, it's okay for them to live that way. But for children of God, if we put more confidence in a doctor, in a lawyer, in a preacher, in a job, in a supervisor, then we do God. Then that's who we going to primarily look to for help. And so when Asa needed help, I'm taking my time because we need to get this this morning. When he needed some help, he did not seek the Lord. He didn't look to God for help. He looked to the physicians. And notice that word is plural. He did not look to the physician, but the physicians. Come on, plural. That means they don't tell how many doctors Asa kept going to. The Bible says nothing new under the sun. You know how they'll do you nowadays. They'll send you to one person. If they can't get it, then they'll send you to a specialist. And they'll say, well, this person specializes in what's going on with you. But then you go to the special, special where, you you know, I specialize in it, but there's another facility that's on a higher level and go let them look. And the next thing you know, listen, I ain't talking nobody in particular, but if you ain't careful, the next thing you know, you becoming somebody's guinea guinea pig and you recognize they don't really know what they're doing. They just experimenting. See, that, that was my problem during COVID. I don't like folk that don't know what they're doing, but you just want to try something on me, and then get mad when I don't want you to experiment on me. See, if folk doing stuff, you know, I I, I kind of like to be the be the person to stand back and let everybody else do, it. and I'm gonna kind of see if y'all see if your ear fall off. But don't expect me to be the first in line. <laughs> Notice verse 13. I'm coming in with the subject, y'all. So Asa rested with his fathers. He died in the 41st year of his reign. So he battled some time with that one a week where he was seeking these positions, but it was a minute or for some time. Based upon all that I have said, my subject this morning is simple. Be careful. Who you turn to for help. I want to talk to you this morning about be careful who you turn to for help. Again, I want to teach from the subject. Be careful who you turn to for help. And let's give God a praise this morning for our subject. Come on. Let's give him a big hand of praise for the subject this morning. Be careful. Who, and I should say who or what you turn to for help. Amen. No doubt we are living in what could be described as two periods or age. That is, we are living in evil. Days. Or we're living in the evil age. Not only are we living in evil days or evil times, but we are also like it or not living in the last days. And whenever you say that, people who, who hear it and are not true believers of the Bible, they will say or think that, well, you know, people been saying that for years. And they are not wrong. People have been saying for years that this is the last days. But certainly if you know the Scriptures and you see all that is taking place, not just in America, but from a global standpoint, You also know that despite it having been said for years, these are the last days. These are evil or perilous times. We live in a time now when you wake up, you don't know what you're going to hear. We live in a time now when you step out of your door, you don't know what's waiting on you at your destination or the place to where you're headed to. Come on, somebody. Most most, most of the time now when, when you talk to people, especially pessimistic people or negative people, they're always quick to tell you about something bad that has taken place. Because it seems like bad is taking place every minute of the day. And, and, and this bad is, again, global. Come on, I, I know some of y'all know people, as soon as you see them, the first thing they want to say to you is, have you heard what happened? And most of the time they're talking about something that has happened that was bad or evil. And so I know the best thing that I can do is to continue to walk with God. I know when I hear things, I know when I see things, because I don't live in a bubble, I know what's happening out here. But I also know that the best thing that I can do is to put my trust in God and leave it there. Come on, I just I just gave somebody your rainbow. The best thing you could do is put your trust in God, watch it, and leave it right there. That means no matter what comes and no matter what goes, I'm going to trust in the Lord. I'm going to trust in Him. And that's where all of us need to be. Because the thing about these days being evil, and some of you may not like this, is that they're only going to get worse. According to the scripture, the things that we see unfolding are playing out before our eyes. Many of us who are 50 and older, if we would be honest, we never thought we would see these things in our day and time. Y'all might as well give God a praise off of that because you didn't think in your lifetime that you would see such evil that we are seeing right now. I knew these days would come, brothers and sisters, but I never thought that I would see some things in my lifetime that I'm seeing. woo Wait! Hey! Never thought I would see it. I thought another generation would have to deal with this madness, this evil. Come on. And as the days get evil, I want to warn you as I have warned you for years that Christians will become the target of evil folk. The more we strive to obey God, the more people hate us for our stands, Come on, somebody. And there is no fence to be straddled. You can't play both sides so everybody will like you. See, so a true Christian has to stand on the word regardless of who the word may offend. Come on. And that's the reason I've got an assignment to always preach the word right, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little, regardless of who I might offend in my own congregation. Because if you did not hire me, you cannot fire me. And if I'm God's man, I'm going to preach what he tells me to say. When it steps on my feet, but I got to preach it when it steps on your feet. Come on, I got to talk about things that some of you don't like me to talk about. But this is what makes it so evident that the days are so evil. You know, you can speak the truth now. And people are offended even though what you're saying is true. You mean we live in a time where if a man wants to be a woman and wants to cut up himself to appear to be a woman, then I got to go along with his foolishness and call him a woman even though he's clearly a man that's evil. And to force it on people. See, some of y'all don't like teaching like this. That's evil. I said, that's evil. When our school system begins teaching from K to third grade and have in the school system books about being transgender or homosexual, that's evil. Because most of us know from being a child that in the first grade you ain't thinking about sex or gender. So if a child is not thinking about gender in kindergarten, why are you trying to indoctrinate them at such an early age? That's evil. And you got church folk that don't want you to talk about it because all of us got somebody in our family that's living this way. And like it or not, that community is evil. They want you fired from your job if you don't agree with them. Come on, somebody. And the only thing we have to fight back with is the truth. I ain't telling nobody to go out here and mistreat anybody. But I'm going to stand on the truth. God will never agree With a man marrying a man. Come on. I said, come on. He'll never agree with a woman marrying a woman. Somebody better shout never. Somebody better shout never. And so, see, it don't matter how many laws... Our government pass. If God says it's evil, then it'll never be good. But these are the times that that we live in. These are the things you're going to be forced to deal with when it comes to your family. How are you going to raise your children? How much will society affect you? And see, this is what it's all about. It's getting into the minds of people. Are y'all listening to me? And programming people to see evil as good and good as evil. And in such time, It becomes so crucial that when we need help, we know who to look to. I know who I can go to for help. And make no mistake about it, we still live in what I consider the greatest country in the world. We are still so blessed. I said, we're still so privileged. You know, over here you can worship who you want to worship. I love that about our nation. Because when you study the Bible, even God gives people a choice. There are just consequences to what we choose. But make no mistake about it. We still live in what I deem and hopefully you deem it the best nation in the world. That's where y'all laugh at me, but I'll be telling y'all the truth. That if they ever get a boat or a ship or a plane or whatever, going back to Africa, don't expect me to be there. Don't you go thinking, well, I I just know, no. And a lot of you don't like that. See, I'm not from Africa. I've never been to, to Africa. Straight up out of Weisberg, George. Small city. If you ain't careful, you'll go right through it and you'll ask somebody, "What was Weisberg? Don't mean I don't have people over there. If you go farther enough back. Oh, I got to get out of here. Because if we go farther enough back, which is referred to as a man of color was created in Africa so if you want to talk about the black man coming from Africa you really got to preach true and know that the first man came out of Africa and everything came from that first man the garden of Eden if you search the rivers was in Africa Most of the folks you read about in the Bible are dark-skinned people because of the climate. And even scientists have now speaking the truth that the only way you can get different shades of people is to start with color. I got to work my way out of that. Y'all got to work my way out of that. Because some of you want me to say that so you can become pro-black. But nothing I love about Christianity is that God died for all men. He loved all men. Come on, somebody. I never forget. I don't forget what me and Donna Wood, but she may remember. I don't. But we was traveling somewhere and we seen a convoy of military vehicles traveling. I can't tell you how long this line was. And it wasn't just ordinary vehicles. They they were like uh, heavy duty vehicles. And I never remember, I, I, I remember saying to Donald that day, you know, either they leaving a base or they going to a base. But when I tell you the sheer amount of people who were slowing down, looking at this site, because it was abnormal to see military vehicles like that on our soil. Like they were going somewhere to do some damage. But listen to me. But see, in other nations, that's everyday life. Hearing bombs and things going on, that's everyday life. But see, I'm warning us that the things we see are far off. They're coming to our nation. Because the days are evil. And in evil days, you really have to know. Are y'all listening to me? Who to turn to when you need help? When all hell is breaking loose, who do I look to? For help. Who do I look to for peace? For reassurance? And many folk have ruined their lives or their lives are currently in ruin because when they needed help, they turned to the wrong person or the wrong and don't act like you ain't ever did it, because all of us have did it. We didn't just need help, but in our situation, we look forward in the wrong person. And so I asked the question, when you need help, who do you turn? When you need money, who do you turn to? Do you just try to work it out yourself? Do you just go here and there begging and and, and getting whatever loan you can get? Who, Who do you look to when you need financial assistance? Who do you look to? Who do you look to when you just need somebody to talk? need somebody to talk to. Who, who, who do you look to? See people have gotten into trouble because when they needed somebody to talk to instead of praying y'all going to let me teach it. They called somebody that they should not have called. And, and, and a conversation led to another conversation. That led to another conversation. That led to a meeting. And the meeting led to some other things happening. And that led to herpes. And that led to AIDS. That led to pregnancy. Come on, somebody. That led to a rape. An abuse. But it all started when you it. See, this reading is so serious and people take it like it's not. I just needed somebody to talk to. That's how affairs start. Affairs don't always start because married people see somebody they want to get down with. Well, y'all know what you I call them to get down. Sometimes it starts just by feeling like when I can't talk to nobody else, she listens. She listens. Well, my wife at the house, she don't listen. See, you needed some help. You needed somebody to talk to. Who do you turn to when you need somebody to just listen to you? The wonderful thing about prayer is that God listens. Some of you, you don't pray because you don't believe that He listens. That's the uh, you can't break it down. No, why don't you pray more, Pastor? To be honest with you, I really don't think God is listening. And I know a lot of people will tell you that when they pray, God is always talking. But a lot of people is always lying. I'm scared of folk who 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 God talked to them more than He talked to Moses. I'm scared of you. Because God is talking to you every day, but you broke. He's always showing you something, but you're always somewhere calling somebody. See, something ain't right with that picture. There are times that I talk to God, He don't say nothing to me. They do. See, so y'all ain't never heard that. Like, y'all think every time pastor, oh Lord, Lord, say, here am I. What do you need? I don't want to do that, no way, because I'm running. But real folk who pray, you can talk to God for an hour when He may not say anything. But what you got to know is that when you're done, He heard me. He heard me. I was able to get off my chest. Something I needed to tell somebody. And nobody listens like God. There's some stuff you shouldn't tell people. No how you should only tell that to God. You better shout to somebody, show him right. Look at somebody else, shout, show him right. You see there are certain things you should only talk to God about that. There are certain dreams I have. I wake up sometime, Deacon Hill, and I I just share them with Donna. i girl, you ain't going to believe what happened, where I was, what was going on. She's like, you free. I said, girl, it seemed so real when I woke up. Somebody gave me a million dollars. I'm looking for my money. I'm ready to go buy something. And it was a dream. Y'all never had a dream so real when you wake up, you want to go back to sleep. I mean, we, we need to. You trying to get back in Hawaii. That's where you was. But then there are dreams I've had. That she has asked me, hey, what's going on with you? That. Can't tell her that dream. Telling her that dream would change things. Ooh, you, it's hard to talk like this because you got people that and say, Well, Pastor, you know me and you different because I tell my spouse anything and you be fool. You be a big fool. There are certain things you can tell people. Listen to me. And they won't look at you. I've been going through so much, and lately I just, I know it ain't right, but I just wanted to kill somebody. See, next Sunday, they ain't sitting beside you. <laughs> I mean, no right about it. You can tell people something to change how they, how they look at you. Who do you go to when you need answers to things? Where do you go to get answers? Why is this happening? And why is it happening now? The fact that it's happening and the fact that it's happening now is messing with my mind. But who do I go to for some answers? Be careful because folk will give you answers that are wrong. Come on. Sometimes folks will give you the wrong answer on purpose because they want to mess you up. Am I right about that? But sometimes needing answers and not getting them, it can mess with you. It can mess with your psyche. So where do you go? Where do you go when you need advice? Where, 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 where do you go when you need healing? Where do you go when you need deliverance? Where do you go when you need protection? Who do you turn to for help? Is that really your friend? Can you really count them as One of the wonderful things about growing up, in my opinion, is that it just seems like mama always had the answers. Didn't anybody had mamas like I had? It just seemed like mama had it seemed like mama always had change. It's like she had a magic pocketbook. You I don't care you that mama I need, and she just she just keep digging. And sometimes you sit back like that, she gonna let me, she ain't got it this time. But then she said, like, Oh, yeah, here you go. And you just like, That's a magic Amen. Uh-huh. Mama, mama, you, Mama, you got a safety pin? <laughs> Something <laughs> in here. <up. laughs> she hands you a safety pin, you're like, And you look at mama, mama you got all this, all this. <laughs> but then the more you grow up, Oh, mama was pretending. Mama don't have all the answers. Mama, what should I do? And see, a real person would tell you the truth. I don't know, but we got to pray. Some of y'all that have been in my office, you thought I had the answer to You thought I saw everything until I told you. We got to pray about this. We want an answer, but we want it to come from on high. Because when I'm going through, I don't like for people to play with me. When I need help, I don't need to turn to somebody who's going to hurt me. Am I right about it? One lesson we learned from King Asa is an important lesson. That just because you trust God now, doesn't mean you will trust him later. Trusting God, looking to God for help, needs to be a lifestyle. A way of living. If I got money, I don't look to my money. I still look to God For direction. I still look to God for wisdom. How many, how many remember being broke? Turn to first king. How many remember being broke? And, and just the fact that you were broke gave you some answers. (laughs) You gonna get it? You like, no. (laughs) Your pockets told you. Your pockets gave you that. You can't get it. Some of y'all see some of y'all playing with me. You, you didn't pray about it. There are plenty of car locks we were going in and just "I'm them and come out there and say, hey, you want it? Yeah. You going to get it? No. <laughs> but how many also know as your money grows, your ability to do things grow. Now I can get it, but should I get it? I can go there, but should I go there? So you'll get to a point to where you can vacation where you want a vacation. But you don't trust your money or what your money could do. You still pray about where we need to go. And see, I pray about where I, where I need to go on vacation. And the reason I do it is because when I get on vacation, whatever happens in that location... I know I sought God about where to be. So he got me. Because we've been on vacation in the storm, and, it, and, and I don't believe I shouldn't have came. here. No, we pray. Come on, somebody. Look at First Kings. And see, sometimes the more God blesses, you see it in the church sometimes, God will bless folk who ain't used to having nothing. And then all of a sudden, they don't depend on God. Like they used to. You even see it when folk come to church. There are certain people when they didn't have a job and didn't hardly have food, they was always at church. Now they got a good job. They got food. Come on. And you don't see them at church. They come when they feel like it. But when they felt like they needed God, you see the key is Never get into a point, no matter what you have, that you think you don't need God. I'm teaching right up here. Folk get educated and think they don't need God. How is it that you needed him before you got the degree, but now after the degree you think you're smarter than God. And all we end up doing in life is outsmarting ourselves. Because there will never be a time where you don't need God. Why is that? Because there are certain things your money can't do. Come on, somebody. First King 15. Y'all know I'm right about that. Some of you have changed. You've changed for the worse. When you were small, you was humble. Anybody ever seen somebody get blessed and changed? I don't want to change for the worse because of blessings. I want to be blessed but still know who I rely on. Because you seem to always have the answers. No, I'm just a praying man. I depend on God. I rely upon him. Because how do you know how to come in here week in and week out and just knowing what to say? I rely on him to tell me. Am I right? Some of you, you better get back to that place. 1 Kings 15. I want to show you something about Asa real quick. I got to move it. 1 Kings 15 verse 11. The Bible said, Asa did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, as did his father David. He banished the perverted persons from the land. Notice that way back here, thousands of years ago, there were perverted people in the land. See, sometimes folk get all bent out of the shit. do these folks so perverted. Man. Just, I'm just thinking uh, it ain't worth life. ain't worth living no more. No. Nah, don't get like that. You got to know it's a lot of perverted people out here. But I'm not going to allow that to affect me. Do, do y'all see what I'm saying? Cause me to be hopeless. Asa did what was right and of the Lord did his father. David. He banished the perverted person from the land. What I'm showing you is that when Asa needed help, he relied on God. He put his trust in God. He was dependent upon God. And notice that he's doing right by God. And remove all the idols that his fathers had made. Notice Asa so trusted God. He so looked to God for help that when it came to getting rid of idols that his fathers had served, he so trusted God that he was not afraid to offend his family and do right by God. This is how much trust he had in God that God would protect him. That God would help him. That God would shield him. And sometimes like it or not, we don't confront certain things because we don't think that God will help But I come to tell you, there are certain things you will never get out of your life unless you allow God to help you. Unless you put your trust in him. The only reason some of us didn't follow the same superstitious path that some of our kinfolk did is because we grew to a place where we put our trust in God and not our horoscope. Some of you grew up always watching mama, reading the paper about her horoscope, getting happy about this, that, and the other, but life not changing at the house. Daddy never going nowhere without that rabbit foot, but daddy stayed broke. Come on, somebody. And then we decided when we got of age that I'm not going to trust in all these superstitions. I'm going to put my trust In someone who's real. I know I'm talking right. And so this is what Asa was about. He removed all the idols that his fathers had made. He also removed Micaiah, his grandmother, from being queen mother. Because she had made an obscene image of Asherah. Asa cut down her obscene image. And burned it by the brook Kidron. Notice this. This is a man who relied on God for help. Notice 2 Chronicles. I'm just establishing something that Asa at one point trusted God. Let me show you in 2 Chronicles 16. Back it up to verse number 7. Y'all hang in here because I'm getting down to the end. 2 Chronicles 16. And notice verse number 7. The Bible says, at that time Hananiah the seer came to Asa king of Judah and said to him, because you have relied on the king of Syria and have not relied on the Lord your God, therefore the army of the king of Syria has escaped from your hand. See, Asa here, now he's changing. Come on, somebody! Instead of relying on God, he's relying on the help of an ungodly king. Listen to me, saying, We can't ever become too dependent on our government. I'm talking right. Don't you get too or put too much confidence in this worldly system. Come on. Because our government getting evil by the day. Come on. There's coming a time where the government going to tell people their hard-earned money that they saved up for years is worth nothing. See, that's when you're careful. That we don't ever put too much confidence, listen to me, let me break it down, in the Democrats. Right. 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 Well, Pastor, I'm a Democrat, and as long as I vote Democrat, then I feel I'm doing something to help. Mm-hmm. But don't you know them, them, them Democrat and Republic? Right. Right. At the end of the day, it's the same bird. Right. I ain't got time to even go there because some of y'all, you, you ready for that fight. Well, Pastor, I'm a Republican. I feel like if the Republican was in charge, the world would be a better place. See, so don't ever put too much confidence in one portion of government above the other. Because our system is so evil. That by the time a good man or good woman lands in a place, unless God put him or her there, they're already bought and paid for. And they serve the elite. That's in every form of government. And the Bible talks about the day when, when those in authority... Only look to oppress the poor. Come on, here somebody. You can't trust the government. They're crooked. A lot of folk got happy when the government talked about raising minimum wage. I was against it. You say, Pastor, how can you be against? Minimum wage being 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 increased because I knew what they would turn around and do. They would increase everything else. You may think fifteen dollars is a lot when you compare it to five. But when you look at a time where five did way more than what fifteen is called inflation, they control these things, they are evil. What's your $15 an hour when gas is now $4, $5 an hour? I mean a gallon. See, they're keeping it. They got a way to where they want to keep people in certain boxes. Never you don't put too much confidence in government. Not all of your confidence. Come on, somebody. Because you have relied on the king of Syria, and have not relied on the Lord your God. Therefore, the army of the king of Syria have escaped from your hand. Well, the Ethiopians and the Libyans, not a huge army, with very great chariot in the home. yet because you relied on the Lord, he delivered them into your hand. Do y'all see that? See, telling Asa, Asa, when you relied on the Lord, the Ethiopians were a great army, yet because you depended on God, He delivered you from their hands. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. This is what I want y'all to see. In this you have done foolishly. Therefore from now on you shall have wars. Asa, you was trusting this king to give you peace. And because you didn't trust me, you're not going to have peace. But you're always going to be in a war. I'm talking to somebody. See, it's amazing how when we look for help beyond God, how it creates problems. I know I'm right about it. When you get to the main text, notice the main text. Asa number 1 His downfall was not receiving the rebuke from the prophet. Notice in verse 7, Ananias the seer came to Asa and basically he rebuked Asa. Asa should have repented from not trusting God. He should have repented for knowing that he looked for help beyond God. Why is this important this morning? Because God is rebuking some of us for looking for help. Beyond him. And listen to me carefully. If we heed the rebuke, we'll repent today. We'll change. We'll stop putting people and things before God. And we will look to God for help. We'll leave church today always being careful who we turn to for help. I don't care what gets to popping off in your life. Before you make a move, you're going to acknowledge God. You're going to pray about God giving you wisdom as to what you need to do. Even if God wants to say to you, you sit somewhere and be still until I show you how I want you to deal with it. You will go somewhere, be still, give him the praise, the glory, and the honor, and you won't make a move without him telling you. Because through the prophet, he sent a rebuke this morning. Because he saw you looking and putting things and people before him. Listen to me. And it angered God. And so if you're here today, and you're going through things, but you've been turning to the wrong thing, the wrong person for help, God is rebuking. He is correcting you, listen, because he loved you. You don't want to be the type of people that you don't heed the rebuke, but something drastic or something devastating, I should say, has to happen in your life before God gets your attention. Don't let it be that you have to go to the hospital and be hooked up with all kind of tubes running in and out of you and not able to feed yourself before you realize that I should have looked to God. I'm telling somebody, don't let it be that you have to get locked up, put in prison, or you have to lose something before you realize that I was looking to the wrong person. Asa did not receive it and therefore it is evident in the main text because when he got diseased in his feet, the Bible said he did not seek the Lord. He didn't look to him. He didn't learn from what the prophet told him. And the Bible said he died. And see, this reading the psalm, it said, trust him or God at all. I'm going to give you three quick benefits, three major benefits of turning to God for help. And then we're done. A long message, but I won't be preaching this Bible study if the Lord will. We'll do the achievement program. So this message went a little long, but it's needed. It's needed. Amen. I'm going to give you three major benefits of turning to God for help. Notice Asa didn't do it. I'm warning somebody today. I'm warning somebody that's here, and everything you're doing is about self. You don't put too much confidence in a person. you don't put too much confidence in a job, in a bank account, in a doctor, in a lawyer, in a preacher. and see, if you don't heed this rebuke, it's going to cost you the same way it costs. I don't want that to happen to nobody in here. I don't want to have to have a conversation with you. And you say to me, Pastor, if only I had to listen to what God gave you that Sunday, I wouldn't have messed myself up, Pastor. Uh-huh. But I didn't listen. Notice three major benefits. Number one, look at Isaiah 50. I'm going to move with them real quick, y'all. Isaiah 50. I'm just going to read them. You're gonna, they're going to be self-explanatory. You're going to get what, what he's saying. And we're going to be done with this message. And we'll be out by 12.15. Isaiah 50. Or I'll be done with the message by 12.15. Isaiah 50 and verse number 7. These things are too important not to receive. Be careful who you turn to for help. But if I turn to God for help, and if I make this my lifestyle, my way of living, my way of thinking, my way of talking, my way of doing. Isaiah 50 and verse 7. For the Lord God will help me. Therefore, I will not be disgraced. Number one thing, if you will turn to God for help, you will not be disgraced, confounded, put to shame, or put to confusion. See, when we look for help beyond God, the help of the person or the thing that we look to For help is gonna bring us into disgrace. There are folk here today, you done got so far out of God's will, you are headed to being put to shame. Where you thought you would get help, you're only going to land in a place of confusion. There are people there right now, they, they, they spend their, Great amount of energy trying to convince folk that they know what they're doing. That their life is all right. We got it all together. But let me tell you something. You can live in a big house and be confused. You can have a whole lot of money and a whole lot of material possessions. But be living a disgraced life. I don't want that. I want to so trust God that whatever he gives me in this life. I'm able to enjoy it because I know where my help come from. That means we can be like Joe. If he gives us something, we turn around and lose it. We know if we wait on him, he's able to give it back. Plus, Isaiah 41, that's where you have to be in life. Don't ever get so connected to things that you think that's your life. Come on, somebody. I'm teaching right. Therefore, we live in a time now. People will lose something and commit suicide. What is so important in this life other than God that if I lose it, life ain't worth living? People leave you sometimes. As much as you may have hated a divorce, it, it probably was better for you. Oh, I'm talking to somebody to end up divorced. Than constantly being with somebody who you know didn't love you. And was either physically or verbally abusing you. You can't feel like, because they finally left, that life ain't worth living. You were too dependent on them. Come on somebody, I know I'm right about it. Isaiah 41. For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand. I hear page you turn to Isaiah 41. 13. Now I thank y'all because I'm up here rolling. <laughs> now the ones of y'all that I don't think, that those when I'm reading, you just sitting there acting like you love <laughs> Some of y'all like, don't stop him. Don't make him pause. He'll keep going. Just let him read. <laughs> you wrong for that. <laughs> Thank y'all for helping me. Isaiah 41, verse 13. For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I will help you. See, the second major benefit of looking to God for help is that no matter what you go through in this life, you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. He'll help you. He'll help you. He'll help you with what the doctor saying on the x-ray that scares most folks to death. But God said, I don't want you to fear what your eyes saw on that x-ray. I will help you. Oh, I'm breaking this thing down. He'll tell you about your credit score. I don't want you to fear what that number is. I will help y'all get the house. Come on, somebody. He said, I'll help you get the house and I don't want you to be afraid Of what you have in the bank. Or what you don't have. See God is telling somebody. He's going to help you get into your next house. Come on. Somebody God is preparing you. To leave from where you have been. Because he has greater. But things may seem to be working. Against you. But he's saying today. If you look to me. I'll get you in this place. I'll bring you somewhere. That you didn't just get here because of your money. You didn't just get here because of your credit score. Now, y'all know how I teach. As the years progress and we mature in God, we should have good credit. Come on. And not always run around saying, well, God will bless me with bad credit. Yeah, he will. But he'll also bless you to get your credit right. Come on. He'll tell you, don't fear. That number is about to rise. And it's going to rise because of divine instructions. God talked to me about my credit score. I went to Donald. I, oh God, I got to hear up. 146, 146. That's why I'm close. I went to Donald one day. I said, God gonna help us restore our credit. Many of y'all know the story. I said, he gonna help us. And I said, we going back up. We gonna be as high as we ever been. We've already learned the lesson that he'll do it with bad credit. But he wants us to have good credit. Y'all remember my story. I started that process. She didn't believe it at the beginning. But I wasn't worried, y'all. I wasn't fearing. And see, now I have the highest credit score I've ever had in my life. I should be somewhere around an eight forty. See, see, if you didn't clap, it's just because you don't know my story. You, I was in the low fives. I was that person who would be happy being at six hundred. But now here I sit. To the point to where I go places, I can go in a bank, I can go in a car lot, and they'll give me what I want with my signature. It's, it's a certain amount of power when that, especially when you know who brought you to that place. God brought me here to where I can just go and say, hey, I want it, I'll pay for it, and they like, hey, it's a go. I tell them what, 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 uh, interest rate I want. Come on. And then I got to the point like now I'm loving now. I don't have no car payments. Come on. And and and, and I'm on a uh a, a course to pay my house off in five years or less. That's where I'm at. I'm headed to being debt free all because I started looking to God to help me do these things. And he'll help you, Psalm one forty six. We gotta close. Twelve, thirteen 13 is what I got. Psalm 146. If you got twelve, 14, don't tell me. Psalms 146, verse number five. I know this word been on time. God want to help some people get to certain places that without his help, you will not get there. Do you know you can have a degree? You can be qualified for something, but never land the position you desire. Then you can be less qualified. Know God is your help and you get the position. Because really I don't want to be nowhere that God didn't help me get there. Because wherever God helped you to get to He'll help you to stay. He'll help you with the devils that are there. Because don't think where you get to a new level there are new devils. But if God brought me there He'll help me deal with all this evil that's around. One of the worst things you could do is get yourself in a room. Surrounded by people who don't like you. Now you got to deal with all of that. But if God puts you in a room. Psalm 146. See this is leading to my next one. <laughs> Y'all see Pastor get happy with evil he do. I do. I know God to help a person. Psalm 146, and and, and this is just the climax of it. This is just the icing on the cake. Happy is he who has the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God. Tell you, neighbor, that third benefit. When you look to God for help, you'll learn to be happy no matter what you go through. Come on somebody, you can enjoy life no matter what you're going through because of who you look to for help. That means a person, people can be lying on you, but their lies are not getting you down. Their lies don't have you depressed. They're plotting against you. They're scheming against you. It's not upsetting you. They think you're somewhere crying, but you're somewhere having the best time of your life, not even worrying nor thinking about the trash that they're talking, the rumors that they're spreading, because you look to God to be your help, and now you're enjoying life. Tell somebody in the cold when you look to God, for help, no matter what you go through, he will empower you to be happy, to enjoy life, no matter what. And tell somebody, you should, as a child of God, desire that. How I many desire that? Come on, let's jump to our feet and give Him a hand of praise for the subject. Be careful who you turn to. pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.